I've said this many times. I'm a lucky guy. One of my favorite dudes, Sean Kelly, he was just here. And now one of my favorite people ever joins me here, Laura Rutledge from ESPN and the SEC Network. Laura, always a pleasure. Uh, thank you for doing this. Let's start with college. Big game coming up in Columbia for both teams. What do you see here? Yeah, um, I'm excited for Florida to uh, maybe build on what they did at home. And look, I get it, Vanderbilt, um, but who cares? It's a win. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take it. Um, You know, this is a South Carolina team that is very capable of scoring. They have a a lot of talent. They haven't been able to put it together in the way that some of us expected, you know, heading into this season, kind of in a lot of ways, the same as Florida, I would say Florida had more question marks, maybe even than South Carolina did. And so, you know, when you think about the way that this could all shake out, it could be an opportunity for Florida to kind of say, yeah, we, we got something done against Vanderbilt and let's get another win in the SEC East. You know, one, one of the things that um, Napier had talked about after the win last week is it's just little things. And, and that's been kind of the case, I think, for his entire tenure as a head coach. But, um, you know, being able to do this on the road, being able to take what they were able to do at home and just build on it, I think. It, it, you hate to talk about the Florida Gators, this, you know, powerful, storied, proud program this way, but I think that's just where we're at. And um, I'm excited for Florida to have an opportunity to hopefully show that, that they've got something going here. Um, Georgia just maybe Kentucky beating Florida got Georgia's attention. Um, But Stoops' comment after the game about, you know, they're they're buying players, Mm. that seemed the wrong place to say that. I get the point. What were your thoughts when you heard that? Yeah, I think that um, Coach Stoops would probably like to take that back. You know, he's, I think, one of the classiest and one of the, best coaches that we have in the SEC. He's been there a long time. He's got the most wins in Kentucky football history. I think that was a moment of frustration and just knowing that, look, I mean, they they can't match up with Georgia. I'm not sure many can at this point. And it's sort of what we're dealing with right now in in the entirety of the SEC. Georgia has become a powerhouse that is hard to catch. And, um, you know, when you're Kentucky and you're thinking about, okay, they have a totally different – standpoint when it comes to recruiting and however they're going to get players you know it's a different world now in college football so money is a part of this Kentucky's just in a different spot and they are having to develop talent or use the transfer portal you know a little bit more than Georgia does I mean Georgia doesn't even really have to use the portal unless they're going to go and get somebody else's number one receiver off their team <laughs> which is kind of what Georgia did and has done but that's what happens when you win back-to-back national championships and you're going for a three-peat. Um, I would think that Mark Stoops would probably take that comment back, you know, down the road. I, I, I know he has a ton of respect, too, for Georgia and for the program that Kirby Smart's built. With all the trials and tribulations of Alabama, Laura, here they sit as the only unbeaten team in the SEC West. Do you think they still win the West? Right now I do. Um, I thought that A&M game was a real test for them. Not only is it a difficult place to play, but there's, of course, the history these past couple of years and Jimbo being able to game plan really well against Nick Saban and um, you know being the, the former assistant that was able to get him down and all that. I think that plays into it, whether people want to actually admit it or not. It's, it's a piece of the puzzle. It's a piece of the conversation and the story. And for, you know, 
all the issues with A&M this year. They are an incredibly talented roster. Their D-line is really talented. You know, there were some things about them that weren't great from a matchup standpoint for Alabama. So the fact that Alabama, especially with a mistake-ridden game, escapes with a win, gets out of that one, you saw, I think, the beginnings or maybe a little bit past the beginnings of what Milrow can really do in this offense, using his legs a little bit. You know, that's one of the reasons why Nick Saban wanted him to be the starting quarterback because he said this is such a unique skill set. It's a skill set that really can give a defense fits if everything's operating well, which has been the issue for Alabama. But, um, you know, they got to get past LSU, which is a difficult game. And, uh, you know, certainly you never discount anybody that Alabama is going to play because they're not the dominant Alabama that we've seen in years past. But they really weren't last year either. And yet Bryce Young I think shouldered so much that we forgot that really they weren't as complete of a roster last year as I think they even are this year. It's just the quarterback position has been a bit of an aberration this year. And it's, it's been understandable considering that these guys haven't had the playing experience and maybe aren't as talented as some of these previous Alabama quarterbacks that you look across the NFL and you say, Oh my goodness. Okay. So there's Jalen hurts, you know, getting to the super bowl. There's Tua Tungavailoa with maybe the best offense in all of the NFL. You know, Mac Jones is struggling in in uh new england but it's not really necessarily all his fault i mean there's just so much success that i think you see from these guys that that now is at the pro level and you you look back and you say wow those guys all played at alabama laura rutledge our guest here we're gonna you just kind of good segue to talk a little nfl uh i am so impressed with san francisco uh Mm. you know san francisco philadelphia miami's offense uh if that kansas city after that sort of three or four tier, Laura, what do you see next in line in the NFL? Yeah, you know, I would have said the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they had started to really look great. And I, I'm not counting them out, but they just got completely thrashed with injuries on the defensive side last week. It's going to be interesting to see how they're able to kind of deal with that. You know, uh, obviously, Travis White going down was terrible, but Matt Milano, I think, is a key piece of their defense and just so unfortunate to see him go down. I still think Josh Allen had really started to figure something out, not trying to do too much, not trying to play too much hero ball, just uh, really making good decisions, getting the ball out quickly, things like that. I still think they're one that I would put in maybe that next tier behind those teams that you mentioned, but still right up there. I think the problem is, as we've seen, and we were kind of talking about this the other day, actually, off air of NFL Live. It's like, you know, you think back a couple years ago to when the Bills in Kansas City had that overtime game, and then they, they, you know, battled it out, and the coin flip ended up screwing them up. (laughs) And everybody was like, oh, my goodness, it's like the most famous coin flip that we've had in quite some time. That might have been the Bills' best chance to win a Super Bowl, and they just couldn't even get the opportunity to get Josh Allen back out there on the field. And, you know, it's revisionist history, but I do think it's disappointing for for the Bills because now the way this team is set up with some of their holes defensively, I don't know that they can go toe-for-toe with Kansas City. And unfortunately, if you're going to make any headway in the AFC, that's what you're going to have to do. Zach, I'm going to let you know I'm going to go a little over the top of the hour here because I've got two more questions I want to ask Laura NFL Live-wise. Bill Belichick. I mean, the thought, Laura, of somebody mentioning would Robert Kraft fire him seems Mm. crazy, but New England's bad. And I don't know from a personnel standpoint that they're going to be any better. What do you see here? 
Yeah, I think you said it right there, the personnel. I mean, it's it's not necessarily the coaching, although that's a piece in this. I think you give him a bit of a pass for that in some ways. But the problem, as people are starting to realize, and as people have pointed out in the last even handful of years, he's also the GM, and he has not drafted well, and they haven't gotten players that they needed to get. I mean, they spent a bunch of money a couple off-seasons ago. They've tried to kind of like piece players together from different places because they realize they've had holes, but – it's just not working out. And unfortunately, that falls on the GM's shoulders. And so I think, if anything, and I'm not saying he's going to get fired, but I think, if anything, there needs to be an assessment of, all right, what have you done for us as a general manager? Coaching-wise, we know he's one of the greatest, at least with Tom Brady at the helm. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that, that helps a little. Who, yeah, Who wouldn't be, right? Yeah. Uh, but he, he's he's been excellent in that way. But I think the GM issue here is maybe more alarming and something that uh, I do think they're going to be looking at because this is just embarrassing at this point. Last thing. Um, we've seen play calling in the college game seep into the NFL with the type with some of the type of quarterbacks that have been drafted. And I want to get your thought on Anthony Richardson because he's now been hurt a third time. And it does, it, it lends itself to an intriguing matchup with Jacksonville because Gardner Minshew now is going to quarterback the Colts. But do the Colts have to reassess how they use Anthony Richardson at least early on because of his injury situation? Yeah, I know it feels like that. Um, I, I think the interesting thing about Richardson is no one questioned his durability. You know, everybody was talking about Bryce Young and he's too fragile and all that. It's like Richardson's like this avatar-looking guy. I mean, he's he's unbelievable size-wise. I, I think what Richardson probably will need to learn, and this is just a bit of a learning experience for him, is he's going to have to make some business decisions here. You know, <laughs> there have been some times where he's making these great plays and he's been so fun to watch when he's been healthy, but you know, concussion-wise, I mean, you just got to protect yourself a little bit more. Shoulder, it's injuries are going to happen, but I think these were avoidable injuries in the sense that he was trying to extend plays and, and make some things happen. So I think they'll probably adjust a little bit when he does come back. They're going to play this really conservatively because, of course, Andrew Luck is in the back of their minds, you know, different type quarterback, but still a guy that they probably pushed too much when it came to getting him back out there on the field. They're going to take it really slow with Richardson with the investment they've made in him. But I think they'll probably be somewhere in the middle of maybe an adjustment play call wise in some ways, but also just telling him, Hey, we know that you want to make the play and you're an unbelievable athlete, but you got to protect yourself a little bit more and you got to, you know, maybe throw the ball away and, and try the next play instead of trying to make something happen on every single opportunity. Certainly plugging NFL Live. SEC Nation, where are you? Tell us about the game. Yeah, so we're going to be in Knoxville uh, this weekend for A&M Tennessee. Pretty interesting game for sure. Uh, Tennessee's favored last time I checked, but A&M, I think, does have that talented roster. They're just inconsistent. So um, we're excited to get out there to Knoxville and, and get everybody ready for another Saturday in the SEC. Always appreciate Laura coming back and talking to Gainesville. Laura Rutledge, NFL Live, ESPN, SEC Network. She does a lot of stuff. Thank you.